Hey, Merry Christmas to all of you who are watching us right now. We're so glad you've joined us uh, for our special church at home Christmas celebration. And uh, I'm so excited to be just able to share with you for a brief moment. And after I'm finished, we're gonna uh, have some, some great Christmas carols that I think you and your family will really enjoy. One of our favorite family traditions in the Bloy House is for me to read the Christmas story on Christmas morning before we open presents. My wife's dad, Max, did that in the house she grew up in, and he actually continues to do it every year when the Mills family comes together to celebrate Christmas. So when I read the Christmas story for our family, I always read it out of my old, tattered, blue NIV Bible that I have here with me. And um, I love this Bible because my mom and dad gave it to me in uh, 1990 at Christmas when I was 25 years old. It's one of my favorite Christmas gifts that I've ever received. And uh, there's some cool stories behind this Bible. But I, I use this Bible throughout seminary, throughout uh, my first nine years of ministry. And this morning, I want to use it to read the Christmas story to you and your family. And uh, it's going to require some glasses here this morning. So let me read in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a, a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I love that this angel said that a Savior has been born to you. The word Savior in the Greek means rescuer. It means deliverer. Now here's one of the things that I love most about this story that I just read. When the angel announced that Jesus was going to be born in the town of Bethlehem on this day, he said a Savior would be born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. 2,000 years ago, the God of heaven, the God of uni the universe sent his son Jesus into the world as a human baby to be born just for you. The Bible says he was born unto us to be our rescuer, to be our deliverer. Well, the question then this morning is, why do we need a savior? Why would we ever need a savior? Well, first of all, we need a savior to be rescued from our past and present sin. The reason we need a savior is because we're sinners. What is sin? Billy Graham says, sin is any thought or action that falls short of God's will for our lives. Sin is like an archer who misses the target. That archer, he draws back that bow, he lets go of that arrow, and he sends it on its way. But instead of hitting the bullseye, it veers off course and it misses its mark. And it may only miss it by a little bit, or it just may miss by a great deal, but the result is still the same. The arrow doesn't land where it's supposed to land. And the same is true of sin. God's will is like the center of that target. 
And when we sin, we, we, we fall short of God's will for our lives. And this is something that we do every single day. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And here's why sin matters to us. Here's what it does to us. Not only does it cause us to miss the mark of God's will for our lives, but it causes us to feel guilty. It, it robs us of our joy. Sin makes us live a life with regrets. It creates a void in our lives that can only be filled by, uh, by God. And people will do almost anything to get rid of all of those feelings and all of those regrets. That's why we need a savior. And Jesus is the only one that can forgive us of all of our sins and to help us to live the life that God intended for us to live. We don't have the ability to forgive ourselves and we can't change our hearts and make ourselves better in God's eyes. Jesus is the only one that can do that. He is the savior that God sent into the world to give us the forgiveness that we need. And here's the truth about forgiveness. When it happens, it's undeserved and it happens in an instant. You don't have to work for it and God doesn't make you wait to receive it. It's complete. The Bible says when we confess our sins to God, God says, their sins I will remember no more. That is one of the most amazing verses in the entire Bible. The fact that God can forget. What God forgets, you can forget too. And I think that's incredible. I know it's tough though because it's hard to release the mistakes of our past. I heard someone say that when God forgives, he takes our sins and he throws them into the deepest part of the ocean and then he puts up a no fishing sign. Satan will do everything he can to drag that stuff out again and to put it in front of you. But God says, it's not only forgiven, but it's forgotten. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The apostle Paul writes, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Listen, God doesn't want you just to turn over a new leaf. He wants to give you a new life. And it's like starting all over again. And here's some good news. Jesus is not just a one-time savior. He's not just a, a savior for us at, the, at our moment of, of salvation and, and ultimate forgiveness. He says this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And he says, I'll give you rest. So regardless of what you've done or what you've been through, Jesus came to earth to rescue you from your past and present sins. He came to offer you forgiveness. Here's another reason why we need a savior. We need a savior to be our hope for today and our hope for tomorrow. I don't know if all of you have opened your Christmas gifts yet, but I'm guessing that all of you either are or were hoping for something very specific to be under that Christmas tree for you. If you're a college football fan, then chances are you're hoping that on December 31st, the Georgia Bulldogs will beat the Ohio State Buckeyes and advance to the national championship football game. Or if you live in my house, you're hoping that the Michigan Wolverines will beat the TCU Horned Frogs and advance to that very same championship game. Can I hear a go dogs or maybe even a go blue. Here's the truth. Everyone hopes. From the smallest things to the greatest concerns, our lives are shaped, directed, motivated, and frustrated by hope. The promise of a Savior offers all of us hope that is so much greater than the gifts that we were hoping for or even some football wins. What is hope? If you've been at Westridge for a while, you've heard me use this definition quite a few times. Hope is a strong, confident expectation in God's future faithfulness and his presence. We just don't hope that God is gonna be faithful. We know it to be true. We don't just hope that God is gonna be with us through the tough seasons of life. We expect it. We don't just hope that God will forgive us of our sins. We are banking on his promises in scripture to be true for our lives. 
Here's what Matthew says about our Savior Jesus. He says in Matthew 12, 21, and his name will be the hope of all the world. Jesus doesn't just bring us hope, he is our hope. We find our hope for today in Jesus. We find our hope for today's problems in Jesus. We find our hope for tomorrow's concerns in Jesus. We found salvation, we find forgiveness of sin, we find new life and eternal life in Jesus. So today as we open our gifts or maybe we're cleaning up all of the wrappings that are all over our living room right now from all of the gifts, I wanna remind you that hope will never come from anything wrapped in paper and placed under a tree. The gift of life, our Savior Jesus came wrapped in swaddling clothes was placed in a manger, and then would later hang on a tree as payment for our sins. Aren't you thankful that God looked at us when we deserved it the least, and he recognized that we needed to be rescued from our past and present sins, that we needed forgiveness of sin? Aren't you thankful that God looked at us in our hopeless state and decided to send us hope for today and hope for tomorrow? He decided to send us Jesus. Today, a Savior has been born to you, He's our Messiah. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for Christmas Day. I thank you for all of the promises that this day brings for us, Lord. Lord, Jesus has rescued us from our past and present sins. He has also become our hope for today and our hope for tomorrow. Lord, and if there's anybody that's watching this at home right now that has never put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ alone to be their personal Lord, their personal rescuer and their savior. I pray that today would be that moment. So Lord, if there's anybody at home who's watching this that has never made that decision, I pray at this very moment they may say something like this, Lord Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner. There's nothing I can do to save me from my sins. That's why you needed to save a savior, a rescuer into the world. You sent Jesus to be a savior that would be born just for us, who would rescue us from our sins. And today I put all of my faith and all of my trust in you, Jesus, to be, my, to be my savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I wanna confess my need for you in my life at this very moment. I place all of my faith and all of my trust in Jesus at this very moment. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed that with me, I wanna welcome you to God's family. Tell someone in the living room around you right now or wherever you're watching that you just made that decision. And hey, here at Westridge, we would love to help you to take your next step to be a more fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Hey, Merry Christmas. I want you to enjoy these Christmas carols that we're gonna be singing together right now as a church family. And I hope that you're enjoying Christmas and church in your home. Was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so near. No. Okay. 
and saw a star shining in the east beyond them far and to the earth it gave great light and so it continued both day and night no